Hey guys, yo, yo, back at it again with another podcast. This time we have two special guests here to talk about early civilizations. You guys want to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Y.L. Gafar, and I will be talking about the Olmec civilization. And I'm Cole Gilman, and I'll be talking about the Mayan civilization today. So the first question I have for you, Cole, is can you please give us a rundown of the civilization that you chose? Yeah, for sure. The Mayan civilization is made up of the indigenous people of Mexico and Central America who have inhabited the land in many modern-day areas like Yucatan, Quinataru, uh, Campeche, Tabasco, Chiapas, uh, for thousands thousands of years, uh, longer than, definitely longer than we've been here. Uh, the Mayan people identify themselves by ethnicity and language, such as Quiche or Yucatec. Uh, despite what many people believe, the Mayan people who built cities like Chichen Itza did not disappear. They didn't just, you know, leave one day or go do something else. Their descendants actually still practice like their ancestors did uh, on the same land as before, maybe not in the same ways. It's a little diversified from uh, colonialization. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're still there. They're still on the same rivers as their ancestors were. Uh, so they're still, so they're still there in, in modern days. Uh, the Maya are well known globally for their calendar. However, many people don't know that there are two calendars working in the Mayan system. The Hab, or civil calendar. It's, about, it's 365 days, which is like we're used to. Uh, however, it is in an 18 month period of 20 days. So that's how it's a little different. And the Sulkin, or the sacred calendar, is 260 days divided into three groups of 20 days. Um, three groups of months of 20 days. And um, yeah, so most people don't know that, that there's actually two calendars in their system. I actually had a question. So, like, yeah. you know that whole uh, 2012 uh, thing that went on right. with all Mayans? Uh, do you know what type of calendar that was? Or was it, like, both? Or I So... I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming it was a 365 day one because they could, um, you know, it's more similar to ours. So maybe that's why everyone was freaking out from the comparisons and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I I'm, no, that I'm makes not sense. sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So back to it. Uh, the Maya were also extremely Maya were also extremely popular for building very large temples used for ceremonial and religious purposes. Uh, I included one in my PowerPoint, uh, so you can take a look at that. <laughs> but it's not so super tall as it is wide, so it gives it a thicker, boxier look, I'd say, than other civilizations will look at, where they may be taller and thinner. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see how it's a more wider uh, you know, pyramid. Exactly. It doesn't have the pointy top like you'd expect. Right, it just it, it does change the whole shape when it's not as tall or it's yeah, wide. I like it. I've never it's one of its kind, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so this one is in the PowerPoint. It's actually called the Temple of Inscriptions. Uh, so we can take a look at that. But um, besides the temples they would build, the mines were also popular for sculptures and and weaving. And as we'll see later, uh, it's actually involved with many stuff that we actually and used today so yeah that's the Mayan civilization gotcha well I mean uh, it was nice hearing about the Mayan civilization uh, we're just gonna jump you know a couple hundred years back to the uh, Olmecs when the Olmecs were uh, you know thriving 
So in the Olmec civilization, you know, they were one of the first major civilizations in Mexico. Um, they were prominent around like 2500 to 400 BCE. So pretty early. And they had a good amount of time as well. Uh, they were located in the modern day Gulf of Mexico. And the Olmec, the actual word Olmec itself in the Aztec language actually means the rubber people. And I guess uh, the way that sort of uh, works out is because uh, there's evidence uh, backing like the Mesoamerican ball game, the famous Mesoamerican ball game uh, at Olmec sites. So they found these rubber balls like underground and they were unearthed. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy to see like if you go to my slide, you can see these uh, like thousand year old like rubber balls and they've just decayed and all of this stuff. But they still have the, the general shape of a ball, you know. But yeah, I mean, other than that, um, you know, they did agriculture. Uh, primarily maize is what they were known for. But I mean, they also grew other crops, including beans, uh, squash, sweet potatoes, and cotton. And uh, on top of that, you know, they also had a pretty large art influence. Um, a lot of their art sort of uh, pointed towards their belief in their deities and I don't know, most famously, there was the, the word Jaguar Didi, which is basically a, a human-Jaguar hybrid. So, you know, they believe that there was some sort of a crossbreeding that happened there. And uh, the rain Didi's is also pretty uh, common in their uh, art as well. But yeah, we can just see, it's just interesting to see how their art uh, is very, like, influenced by their Didi's and things of that nature. And on top of that, they were also able to construct large colossal heads that reach heights up to 10 feet and weighed up to 20 tons. Uh, it's pretty crazy how these were built, uh, especially at this time, this time and era. You know, you don't really see things of this nature, especially to this detail and this scale. It's just really hard to come across things like this. So I think that's where... You know, a lot of the questions of the Olmecs comes into account because many of these, uh, like, theories of how they made it, like, they're just theories of the end of the day. Not much people, or, like, nobody knows what actually went down, you know? So I have a question. Do we know how they were able to transport these, like, gigantic stones? Like, how they were able to carve them and, like, align them together? Or it was just, like, theories that people just yeah, that's a good question because a lot of times, like, you'll see a lot of these colossal heads, like, lined up or things of that nature. And it's actually pretty crazy because nobody really knows how they were able to transport it, especially with the, I don't know, like, the technology and the equipment they had back at the time. Well, the equipment they had back at the time, it's crazy to think about how they would, uh, you know, just transport these 20-ton heads and, you know, place them specifically. So to answer your question, I mean, nobody really knows it's just theories at this point but yeah it's always going to remain a mystery i guess until uh you know some crazy finding or something yeah i'm amazed these heads were able to stand up for like for this long i don't think is anyone taking care of these heads or are they just like just standing sitting out there i i mean for hundreds and probably not thousands of years for sure they were just you know sitting there they got earthed and i mean over time they ended up underground so it's just like you know they've practically been untouched but they still remain a lot of the detail and the work that was put into them so that's interesting it's pretty crazy so i'll talk about the aztec civilization 
they were um, a Mesoamerican culture that flourished in central Mexico in the post-classic um, period from 1300s to about 1520, maybe a little bit more past that. The exact origins of the Aztec people are uncertain, not a lot of people know, but some historians believe that they began, uh, they began as hunters and gatherers in the northern tribe. Some, uh, some people refer to them as the Mexica. The majority of the historians like have disputed the eagle and the cactus tail but basically it says that um they departed their original land because a god told them to look for a sign an eagle and a cactus that would tell them where to settle this exact location was near the southwest border of Lex lake texacaco when they originally got to this land it was inhabitable people cannot live on an island and so they were able to drain the swampy land and construct an artificial island which allowed them to to make things such as the floating gardens, also known as the Chinampas, and that became the foundation of their capital city, Tenochtitlan, in about 1325 AD. Some of their main crops uh, in floating gardens are maize, beans, um, squashes, potatoes, tomatoes, and avocado. Um, this civilization was able to thrive in the 1400s because they had such a powerful dominant warrior um, like people, they're able to enforce their will on neighboring like countries and impose Aztec ideals and religion across Mexico. Um, th this civilization was highly developed socially, intellectually, and artistically. So um, I got a question. You said yeah. they uh, they constructed artificial like land over these uh, you know swampy, inhabitable places. Does anybody know like? how like what materials they might have used to do this or i mean uh some of the things they probably would have used would have been like wood yeah. to make sure like a floats on top and then they probably had to get dirt and mud to make sure like nothing really gets through the woods and so and then on top of that they probably like added like you know some seeds and shit to to grow and so yeah at that you definitely can see um a civilized culture from just the way they did all that I see that. That's, that's um, another thing is um, they were really religion-based. And we can see that through the Temple Mayor, which was a big, big uh, temple in the middle of this civilization where you have two stairways going up to two different gods in, in order to honor them. And yeah, that was an interesting thing about the Aztec. Um, another question. Um, what are some of the impacts of this civilization on the modern world? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll handle this for the the Mayan people. Uh, as ma as many people know, the Mayan calendars are very popular and very influential in the ones we use today. They're not exactly the same as the ones we use today, but they're definitely definitely based off the Mayan ones. Um, many books were actually burned when many of the Mayan civilizations were Christianized. Christianized. <laughs> uh, but however, many of the books were saved. Fortunately, to carry on some of the traditions. Uh, many descendants of the Mayan people still move down the same rivers as their ancestors did. Over six million Mayans still carry on the traditions of their ancestors. So the culture is still there for the Mayan people today. And ma many people are con continuing what their ancestors began and were practicing as well. Uh, so are a lot of these uh, Mayans today, are they still inhabiting the uh, same areas or do you think they've... Uh, you know, just scattered around. Yeah, scattered around and uh, 
moved around. Yeah, so actually in my research, uh, I found that people are still in the same area as well as people who have dispersed. Mm -hmm. So there are still people there, definitely not as many as there used to be, but yeah, they're still using the same rivers, the same systems paths to, to transport like their ancestors did, but there are the Mayans that are still Mayans and they still practice, but they're just not in the same areas. I gotcha. I uh, do other, other things as well. But yeah, the, uh, the Mayan art can be found in weavings, hammocks, masks, clothing, sculptures, and paintings, as well as different type, different styles of art can be found in, um, in masks or sculptures. So, like different types of masks, you know, like there's the weaving masks and there's the, there's the warrior mask. Um, so that, that was just interesting to see that like hammocks came from Mayans apparently with, with their oh, weaving systems. So, you know, it's, it's stuff you'd never think about like that. And even masks, as much as we're wearing those today yeah. with all COVID, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, hey, you know the Mayans helped out with these. But um, many artists in a modern day era are inspired by the creative and innovative works of the Mayan people because of the impact they had. Um, so many people find inspiration from this and, you know, they, they see the impact they had, so they just want to carry it forward. So, yeah, that. that's how the Mayan civilization impacts today. I got you. That's very interesting. Interesting, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the Olmecs and their impact, uh, you know, many even consider the Olmecs to be creators of the first written language in Mesoamerica. Uh, you know, with them being the first major civilization, you know, they had a, a lot of different stonework and early glyphs, which, uh, you know, were basically just symbols at the time. However, over time, you know, even through the works of the Mayans, uh, they were sort of, uh, you know, translate into this uh coherent language and yeah that you know that was the early development of language in mesoamerica so it's just crazy to see how you know the olmecs you know started something and the later civilizations you know would probably take some information and you know go on with it and stuff like that were they able to document some of their like yes yeah. so i was or? actually able to find like a picture of some of their like glyphs and it's just crazy to see like it looks like just almost like a kid drew them or something but it's just crazy to know how like it started just, yeah. yeah started and then it turns into something it's always a foundation for something yeah definitely um but, what's up uh i mean on top of that as well uh the whole idea of the word jaguars uh like i was talking about earlier and this whole uh human jaguar hybrid that they believed in you know this sort of comes up a lot in their artwork and you know you see a lot of these beautiful artworks that show you know, almost like a fierce uh, weird jaguar baby and it's just like you see a lot of these artworks all around you know mexico today uh this is very uh very cool looking art and uh you know just this whole human jaguar obsession it sort of leads on to even more art created and you know it sort of started off with the olmecs um, for the Aztecs, one of their um, important impact on the road, we can see on the Mexican flag, we can see if you zoom in into the middle of the flag, we can see an eagle um, standing on a cactus with, uh, with a snake in his mouth. And that right there was the sign that one of the deities told the people to look for when they were um, trying to settle. We also see this um, specific symbol popping up in Mexico City. I think if you search up Mexico City and you look at um, the first image that pops up is a big building with this eagle on top. 
And it just goes to show that, like, this symbol has become the identity of Mexico. And, like, no matter what, it will stay with Mexico, you know? Definitely. And I believe that a building is actually like a school of art. So it just shows uh, how, you know, it just shows how they're trying to incorporate this, like, past of Mexican art into, you know, modern-day teaching and education and art, things of that nature. Yeah, and I was doing a research on the Aztec language, and I learned some of the words in the, that we um, say in English kind of, like, originated from the Aztecs. So, so words such as, like, chile or chili, avocado, chocolate, coyote, uh, guacamole, and things like that all originated from this language. And it just goes to show how much impact and how much influence they had on the modern world, like, believe it or not. Yes. It's pretty interesting. Um, so like we all talked about all um our civilizations. What are some similarities and differences that you guys were able to pinpoint throughout these presentations? Uh, I sort of remember how you were talking about uh you know the Aztecs and how much uh, their deities sort of influenced their art. You know, that's sort of the uh, same thing with the Olmecs as well. You know, you see a lot of their art being influenced by their like spiritual like connections and things like that so it's just it's interest it's interesting to see how art plays out in that whole uh you know dd realm and things of that nature true yeah you can definitely see the identity of the people through their artwork you can see what they valued and what they believed in and it's, it's really cool to see how what they believe in translates to art and we can we can totally tell the difference in it all yeah i agree um, like Throughout this whole presentation, one thing that stuck out to me was um, their religion, and we were able to see how much like religion has influenced their art and their way of life and the way they do things. And like thinking about it right now, like I personally don't think my religion has a lot of impact on the things I do, but like just going back and seeing like these civilizations and like how they valued religion just goes to show like it was an important part of their identity. Yeah, and that's one thing all three of us had in common. Definitely. And uh, I know you guys had a connection there with the calendars as well. What'd you guys think of that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy that, you know, it makes you think they got to be related in some way. Um, yeah, so the Aztecs, they have a 365-day calendar, and then they also have a 260-day calendar. So, like, back to where you were saying, like, yeah, there's, we can also see, like, similarities right there, too. Right, yeah. They might be the, it might even be the, the same calendar. Calendar, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably the same and one. And that's like, also, like, an influence on, like, co- like current day. Like, we use a 365-day calendar, and, like, these civilizations were using it before us, and so we can see, like, some, like, influence on current day, yeah, like, yeah. the way we yeah. keep track of things and the way we record days and months. Yeah, I think, okay. they, I think it was definitely the, the same calendar they shared there, which is a crazy overlap in the civilizations um but also a difference we had though was the type of temples i it's very popular in the mayan civilization to have the wider shorter temples uh, and the aztecs were very high to high yeah. yeah they're very steep yeah i think it just goes to show like how much emphasis they put on religion i think religion was just a big part of their identity and so like a way to honor and a way to um praise their gods was i think building something of that magnitude to, to show love for their gods no i see that i see that and also with the Omic heads like they were pretty big too so it's like you can also see similarities right there yeah definitely it's just like you know engineering at this time you know a lot of these civilizations are doing things it's almost ahead of their time like i would not imagine 
I would not even imagine people today, you know, carving out these large heads. But it's just crazy to think that they did that thousands of years ago. And it just set the foundation for art in the future. And, you know, we sort of see that with all of our civilizations and, you know, the art that followed it as well. I agree. Even though our civilization came during, like, different time periods, we all can see, like, some influences from, like, the previous civilization onto the new one. That just goes to show, like, how intertwined these, like, these civilizations, these civilizations are like no matter how like how much time like you know they were apart they always have like some similarities they always go back to and it was just like interesting to see throughout this presentation definitely for sure and that wraps our podcast hope you guys enjoyed it um if you want another one subscribe to this page and that's it